Don't worry, let's see this stuff on TikTok. I just let it on him. I know one time the dog really need a haircut, so please just ignore right. the fact that I'm looking very odd group, dog. But yeah, we're here, we live. And we're better place to start off than a literal demolishing at Old Trafford at the hands of Liverpool. Like, it is literally the worst opponent they could ask for it from. It's the first time ever that Manchester United went in at halftime, being 4 0 down at home, and they end up losing 5 0 at the end. Mo Salah got a hat trick as well, another goal outside of that. And Liverpool were brilliant. They were electric. They were, um, what's he what I looking for? They were clinical and punishing United. And a lot of people were worried that after the game that, that Oli might not have made it out of the stadium with his job intact. Uh, they look lifeless. They look distorted. Uh, they look disorganized. And no, the thing is, I can't help but laugh. Just because, like, I know, like, people who listen to this show a long time have been saying, would know that, you know, we have been saying for a very long time that these signs were there. Uh, they were riding their luck in a lot of ways. And that performances like this were coming. You know, not just today, but for a little while now. <laughs> now to see it, dog. <laughs> to see the extent of it. It dread. It dread, it dread. What was your thoughts on the game, Uzi? Hey, you know. I, mess, I, I know I could speak for you all the United fans right now. It was just a bad day at the office. <laughs> you know, losses happen. And right now, it's all about response. Right now, you have to back the board. You have to back the manager. And you have to understand, yo, the players was at fault. And if they don't perform on the field, then how are you going to expect results? So right now, you have to say, all in. All in. <laughs> but big to big. It has so much things we could tackle right now on that. Because it has so much things we could talk about. From the fact that how the crowd and everything, they, that reception that they get at halftime, yeah. we know for a fact this is not necessarily a terrible defeat when you look at any grand scheme of all the defeats that happen. Mm-hmm. But from everything that going going around the club, the little you know things are shaky with the, with the fans. You know they have the divide between who and who are the managers to have some time, who want the managers to go out. Things we talk about, how they have the star quality, they have the players right now, and right now you're trying to figure out what is the plan. There is no plan. Yeah. And even coming off from what happened midweek, you'll look at you look at what happened midweek and you'll say, okay, you know, from the fact that they came back, that really just masked everything. Realistically, yeah. it was not really a good performance. And as yeah. as um school said, if it had a team that had better uh, had better quality players up front, mm-hmm. United wasn't gonna get off. Yeah. And it literally happened a couple of days after. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like from just all these signs that happen, I feel like and that good analysis, that well. honestly felt so proud. That honestly felt like a dark day in history. I feel like the world stopped. I feel like everybody was watching that game, and I feel like most people who 
was trying to say this before, including me, who was trying to say this before, I just glad it happened on a game that everybody's watching, not not while multiple games going on. People yeah, are taking it. because it had many things that happened. You see in the whole defensive area, you see in there's no, when things get tough, there's no plan. Everybody looking around. You see players on the bench actually players on the bench even suggesting we should do this. When the manager stand up, they're clueless. Yeah. But first happened at this at this time, everybody watched. It honestly, it honestly felt like the world just stopped. The world just stands still, and everybody just watching at Old Trafford, and. It literally was no place for Oli to hide. There was no place for those players to hide. I think that was that was brilliantly said, dog. I am clipping both things though. One gonna go on the TikTok, one gonna go on the Instagram and stuff. <sighs> look, like I said that, I said that a million times. That look, Ole's out of his depth, right? I said this a bunch of times before. And I think that he used to get by with his very limited tactics before just because United have quality players, though. Right? But that being said, uh, with somewhat added um was your factors that we just not gonna bother getting to today um but that being said i think one of the worst things that happened was i said this last week though and i know i said this and i said it that i was worried that you know people might take it out or the wrong way but was that ronaldo sign it might have been that tactical problem to him that pushed him too far like somebody like Ronaldo is very limited at this stage in his career. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. Nobody's taking that away from him. Very limited at, at this stage of his career. That being said, you have to set up a team very tactically astute in terms of uh, build up play, style of play, uh, patterns of movement in and around the final third, through the middle to the final third, in order to maximize him without feeling the deficits of where his game is just no longer at. And I think that tactical problem has pushed Ole too far. And we have seen that with the exception of the first game where it felt like all this euphoria around them, that since then they've struggled. They've really, really struggled to put together cohesive performances. And almost every, including that game, but almost every game, you felt like if they needed the luck of the green to go for them for them to get a result out of a game. It was like West Ham game, that game, um, that same game in question, drawing against Everton. These kinds of stuff. Even against uh, Atalanta in midweek, it felt like if they needed the Robert Green for the, for Atalanta to just to capitulate in order for them to get a result. And now we are seeing the fruits of that he is just out of his depth at this point in time. And uh, that does he's not even aided by the fact that in a lot of ways his squad is unbalanced. Uh, they played their defensive midfield pairing today and it was shambolic. Mm-hmm. It was blown apart. It was a non-existent. And to be fair, credit to Liverpool, uh, they were fantastic. They are literally probably the best team in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, they have what we have been literally seeing for weeks on weeks on weeks now in somebody, Mo Salah, who might be the best player in the world. Uh, undoubtedly the best player in the mm-hmm. league, though. But has definitely claims that in my eyes is the best player in the world right now. He is brilliant. He's bloody hell brilliant. Uh, everything he touches towards the goal... He is so decisive. He's so clinical. He is so elite at every single area that he's good at, dog. And he is just on fire right now, dog. It is a legitimate joy to watch him. He is brilliant. And somebody said it was so poetic that he will go down as the Premier League's greatest winger. And he did it on top of Ronaldo's head in Old Trafford, dog. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It just had one, I saw a couple of things I want to add to that. Because, you know, there's so much things you could talk about with this. But over time, you see... All the elements come together for all the for all the job to be intact. Before you see um individual brilliance. Yeah. It didn't happen today. Yeah. We saw we saw Ronaldo actually try. It can yeah. it can happen. So that was the window. 
Then we had we had scapegoating. Right. I have no re- I have I don't understand why I even bring on Pogba in the first place. Yeah. You know how the media's be going against Pogba. But realistically, not that everybody was able to see it. You saw Pogba, you saw Pogba come on the field. You saw yes, you would say okay, yeah, the red card. But realistically, after Pogba after Pogba left, I think the only con- is only that when he, he he left at four 0 and then yeah. he conceded fifth. So realistically, you can't blame you can't blame anybody. You can't you cannot you cannot blame nobody. Yeah, and then that referee and. And yes, and then luck. Yeah, the other the other one I should remember is luck. It's at main times Va Va we used to be on United's side, the refuse be on yeah. side. Luck was not there. Yeah. Those three things was not there for them. I know I made it worse. It had this a big rivalry. And a manager in club. He literally, I honestly feel like he sent a message to the players and say, Y'all take it easy right now. I because think so after too. a while genuinely speaking, after though, a while it honestly, honestly. Took, it turned to a training session. Yeah, those players could have go and kill kill off that game, but yeah. they know for a fact why we even have to do this. Nah, I respect it. I respect it from club. You're playing the long game. Keep him in the walk longer. Yeah, and and I, <laughs> think, I feel like that's actually real embarrassing to have this it is to, embarrassing. Have, to have club this your rivals from a big game. Yeah. He had to show sympathy. You're not getting sympathy from nobody in the stadium. You're yeah. getting sympathy from the opposing manager. Um, again, I know that he's not necessarily fully fit, but for the life of me, though, I mean, it, it is more on display now because one teams are actually punishing his mistakes as well as he's not being bailed out and stuff. So I could never have gotten these top five claims that people had with Maguire to be one of the best center backs oh. in the league. Though. I couldn't, though, and he head is so his head is so not in it now. And again, I am fully, um, Caveat and it would be fact that I know he's not fully fed though, but he's just shambolic at the moment, dog. And even at his normal level, dog, it is not that hard to the amount of pain to get past him. Shaw was really poor today as well. Got caught on multiple times. Ronaldo tried to kick somebody today. Got very lucky to stay on the field. Maguire also was very lucky to stay on the field. Bruno at a point was lucky to stay on the field. Yes. I was so surprised, dog. dog and I was like, what is he doing, bro? That is why he pulled him off in the dog. Yep. His head was getting hot, dog. And dog. You know what, though, you might as well get these hot things just all the way. No, if I was United Manager, I sell them. Sell them, God, I sell them, though. Yeah. Bruno? Yeah, I sell them. I honestly feel. You know why? I genuinely believe, though, that there is a much more balanced team that you could build around Pogba, Van der Beek, and an actual DM than with Bruno. Because you already have. Committed to the fact that you're staying with the GOAT, your GOAT, Ronaldo, whose game is limited, though. The weather man wants admitted or not, and I, at this point, I just don't care anymore, dog. Bruno's game is very limited, dog. Bruno is a high-end product player, mm-hmm. but Bruno lacks a lot of things technically. He, dog, for the life of me, I don't get how your fans want to tag you as the greatest attacking midfielder in the league and put you like I, for the life of me, I don't even know how he, he's in the conversations with the Bruyne when you barely can make conversations with Bernardo Silva when you can't pass properly. You can't be in those conversations, bro, when you can't slip somebody in behind. Yeah, Why every time you try to slip somebody in behind, either somebody cutting out the pass or you're overhitting it or something like that, dog? You know? I'll start with the midfielder. I'll go and take that money by Declan Rice. Can you say that? They could sell a lot of those players there and they are out of a lot of options. It's not to say that anywhere in that midfield that is this big, unique player, this generational yeah. talent. Yeah. I agree with that. But we'll, I think 
I'm done. The thing is that if we go into that way, it's not like haters out there. I won't lie. I really laughed. They probably followed me on Twitter. I will admit I went full troll today. But the thing is that United fans look fit now in the sense that, um, you know, after you don't go, bro, I'm talking about being title winners after the first match they done. Mm-hmm. Like now United official account literally went tweeting about, uh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And tweeted out the, the first iteration of the table, bro. You are literally nine games in now. And according to relegation, threatened Arsenal, and you're on the same points, bro. The difference is we actually already played the PL and the UCL champions with eight players missing. What's your excuse, bro? It is what it is. With that, I feel we're going to Arsenal one time. For the first time, I think since I've ever watched Arsenal lot, we started a game played 4-4-2. And honestly, we played really well. I think this is some of the best football I've seen us play in a while. And given how the Crystal Palace game went, we really need a response. And the players definitely did that. Lacazette was fantastic. On the day, Smith Road definitely was fantastic. And the truth is, we should have scored a lot more. Partying on his first goal for the club, it was about time, though. That man mm-hmm. been looking fit. And it was a really solid performance. So we played really well. Uh, dismantled. Aston Villa very easily, considering that they technically outnumbered us in the middle of the park. Though we did really well, and look with every single passing game, Virgil, I am more and more and more in love with that triangle I have in the back between Gabriel White and Ramsdale. Though, yeah. like we legitimately have the Brexit Edison dog. I, I, I we definitely have this the Brexit Edison. He is bitter with this passing thing though like mm-hmm. he is ridiculous at how good he is at pinging it on, on men feet and i valued it before as an analyst i value passing as a keeper yeah and i like i respect edison a lot i like Edison a lot though but dog i tell you you see what you're watching it to your old team you just realize how important it is to build up play i think ben white is getting better with every passing yeah, game yeah. dog i i think gabriel and him have the makings of a really really solid partnership i think tommy asu had one of his best games uh, so far for the club, I was really, really impressed by it. And Tavares came in and it was like nothing was missing, even though Tierney was out. So it was a really short, solid performance, good bounce back. And now Arsenal are three points, I believe, outside the top four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking it one game at a time. Yeah, as I say, all credit to, all credit to the performances of Ben White, C. Smith Rowe. I feel like this this fella just, just, growing, grow, just growing more into the game. Yeah. I feel like at this point, he will become he will enter the conversation of the England squad. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like right now so for, for, for Southgate is really how you going to manage to get him get him in. Because you know, fair play, you understand he might have to wait longer than, than most because yeah. of the all the uh, ahead of him. Yeah. But I feel like to even overlook him, and even if he end up making it in the um England team soon, mm-hmm. I feel like it can't be mad. You know, yeah. it can't be mad because right yeah. now this Ars- this Arsenal team know where they are. They know that yeah, they far from how things used to be. Correct. But we we did talk about how young the team is. We talk about okay, you understand, you know, before last season they try they try bringing experience that didn't work. Now they have youths. We are we are to see we seen if that work. Right now we can't say okay, this is a full this is a, a, a solid planner going forward. But if you have the likes of Saka and Smith Rowe, two young players that actually bring in so much new life into the team, yeah, then. You could, only, you could only see, you could only judge from that and say the direction that Arsenal heading is in a positive direction. Yeah, and look, for Arsenal to be able to be even in the conversation for top four, let alone European places on the whole, we're going to need these young players to step up into the end product a lot. And currently, Smith is on four goals for us. Oh, sorry, four goals and assists for this season. Mm-hmm. If he keeps on this pace, he'll finish on 18 goals roughly, 18 goals and assists for this season. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a solid return from one of your attackers if he keeps on this trajectory. And I love... Mm-hmm. Him more on the left and in the middle. I, from a little tactical point of view, I don't, 
I don't find he analyzes the pitch enough when he plays through the middle. Mm. Like I think that like, he puts his head down and defaults his right a lot when he could be scanning the pitch a little better, probably take it on his left. I know he might not be as comfortable there. Yeah. Whereas on the left, he starts on the left, so he comes inside, could see the whole pitch, mm. can make his decisions a lot better. But yeah, brilliant game. Talking about England squad, which I did not practice that, but talking about the England squad, English players came to respond to Smith Rowe's performance on Friday, on Saturday, starting off with the 7 0 dropping on Norwich by uh, Chelsea, where Mason Mount got four goals and assists on the day, getting his first hat trick for the club, uh, having a brilliant half volley for his first goal, uh, scoring a second attempt on a penalty and then a tapping from Ruben. Uh, Loftus Cheek and all around had another brilliant performance. And the thing is, Virgil is now talking about Spetro being in the England squad. And while I think that there is merit in putting him in the conversation, I would love to have him there. We would understand if Southgate has him, as they say, wait a little longer because there is literally so much talent in that area. And Mason Mount is definitely one of them. I have said for a while that part of the reason that Chelsea struggled to create was him being out. And we see the difference that he makes mm-hmm. when he's on the field. Hudson Adoy had a really good game. And Hudson had a good game, and it was overshadowed by the fact that Mount had such a brilliant game that it went under the road that, you know, Cho doesn't get that much game time high up the field, and yet got a goal and assist out of this performance. Got a brilliant goal at that. Chelsea on the whole looked fantastic. They looked extremely well-run machine. And this looked more, albeit it is Norwich, but this looked more like the Chelsea that we were hyping up to be in the title conversation this season. Apparently, strikers will score for them, though. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Nah, yeah, and I say you know, yeah, it's, it's nourishment was necessary. It was not necessary like a big concern of you know Lukaku, you know, that whole injury and stuff he had. But you need you need performances like this. Then this for sure is not just giving you three points. This is for sure going to give give the players a lot of confidence. Yeah, look, even look at all that from you know that you're seeing all over the pitch different players chipping in from the defense yeah. you see Chilwell had a good performance Rich James had a good performance the defense they for sure want yeah, to keep that clean real fast how long we do trivia let me ask that one quick question alright yeah Ben Chilwell became the first English player to score in three consecutive games for Chelsea since who? gotta guess I think Hazard English player oh, English player so it's a Chil- uh, English player three consecutive three consecutive games hmm. who I fought on? Who? Foden. For Chelsea. Oh, an English, English player, player for just, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably oh, yeah. should say better. Mm. Who's that boy? Lampard? Lampard. Oh, yeah. And that was 20, 10, 11, something like that. It's been a minute, though. Nah, and, and you're seeing from him just coming in and you're seeing the form. So he had this man adding to the attack. Rich James, Rich James came back, you know, looking looking good. And as you're saying, you mentioned, you mentioned not only Mount, you say, um, you're seeing Cho. I find I honestly find Loftus Cheek looking looking a little decent. He Just really for, is, for uh, a squad player, the man is looking is looking very decent. He's making it hard decent. to leave him out the side, dog. You can't do that right now. And I feel like you need that because you see going in every right now, everybody you just basically had confidence that would just share among the entire team. And I feel yeah. going into that next game, this is going to be a big big push for Chelsea. Yeah, Roland told me more English. Alan Phil Ford and had two goals and assists as they dismantled Brighton in the first half. Rode out a little storm in the second. Finished it off with our sister Mars in the end. Um, controversial stuff here because Kevin De Bruyne did not play, but yet the football was really liquid in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team looked really well functioning. And look, this is not something on Kevin De Bruyne at all, but I've been saying since last season, Virgil, when he was out injured, that I think that. It is really hard for me to see who works well with him in the midfield um, ever since David Silva left. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I think Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, and Rodri have formed a really solid partnership that isn't just on the day that we're just hyping up something we saw against Brighton, who are a good side, but something we saw since last year. Mm. Like, I think everybody has their rules and everybody understands their rules, and it's kind of hard to kind of push him into that midfield because I think we will see it more if they keep playing together, but I think Grealish and Gundogan will work really well together. Gundogan's ability to break forward, go beyond the striker, be able to get in the box and open up that space for him on that left-hand side for Grealish to come inside now and be able to do his thing. I think this is one of actually Grealish better games for, for City. I was really impressed by him. I thought he was really involved. Uh, probably unlucky not to even score on the day. I thought it was a really good game. It was really professional from City in the first half. Like I say, rode out some heat in the second half. Uh, and I said, give away a pen. To me, it was a pen. Yeah. Um, this is what it is. But City, when you're that good and you already do all the damage, considering one goal is, is nothing in the end. You know, so yeah, yeah. Cause I feel like yeah, the spotlight for me was was on Grealish because I feel like you know, it's not many. T- there, there were question marks even from City fans uh, around Grealish. You know, you just wanted, you just want, you know that he came from a side where he used to see the ball a lot, yeah. and that would also allow him to play on a very counter-attacking team yeah. where he would drive more into the box, yeah. and that would allow him to get a lot more shots. Yeah. Most times, most times it wouldn't be like he scored a lot of goals, but it means that he gets once he gets a lot more shots, there's a better chance for him to yeah. score. Yeah. So I wanted to see how he's going to adapt this game. Yeah. And I feel like the directness from Grealish is that's one thing that, that you you can't go wrong. A player that you that utilizes pace and utilizes dribbling and is just running at the run at defenders. You saw for the um the foot and goal. As soon as as soon as the ball got picked up in the midfield, he just went on that run and, and that's what players like Bernardo Silva want. They just yeah. want they want yeah. runners. Yeah. They just want to play they want you get behind, they just send the ball into the space yeah. and you do the rest. And I feel like I just say, I feel like everybody, that team, it's difficult now, it's it really is. difficult with Gunan back because as I just say, I, I always said, I always said Gunan, we saw us be slept on. I feel like once he's in that midfield, he is just amazing all yeah. around. Because back before when he used to get pushed in the, um, in the sixth role, he'd be kind of confused with yeah, what was yeah, going yeah. on. And I really like that people actually give in Bernardo Silva his flowers now. Yeah, and, and, I, and, like, and that is too because... The Bruin wasn't there, and you know, you're, you're highlighting Gunnar and Bernard Silva. Bernard Silva was amazing. No, he, and he's been amazing to me, though. Like, I get, I, I don't think, I think sometimes fans undervalue how important consistent running decide is to some of these footballers, though. Yeah. And look at how Ford again, I'll run now. We've seen the end product. Bernardo Silva again, I'll run. We've seen the end product. And I think Bernardo Silva is very underrated amongst general fans. And I think mm-hmm. he's extraordinarily gifted, though. Like, I I really didn't mean this as a sly or a dig. That when I said that, even that Bruno is not near KDB's conversation, but uh, he's lucky to even be in the same conversation with Bernardo Silva. Dog. From just that performance alone. From that performance alone, dog. And the thing is, you watch Bernardo Silva play, and people go ever watch his numbers and say whatever, dog. You put Bernardo Silva in a side that he's not being rotated all the time and has to be playing wherever Pep wants to just play him, and he gets to play like in a number 10 all the time, dog. He'll cook, dog. He will come. I remember we was like with every summer. I, I was on my knees, dog. If we could I really get this man. Uh, let me wrap up, wrap up the Premier League. Spurs lost. Nobody really cares, dog. They're so irrelevant. <laughs> I genuinely think that they can end up like closer to the bottom of the table by the time November reach. I would be so surprised if Nuno is still here in December, though. Yeah, I really they, they really go and just that remember that season, um that that season that Wolves performed. I think Wolves finished sixth. Yeah. I feel like really, I feel like that's all this this is just basically gonna be and next Wolf team. I did not really go on challenge for anything. Yeah. If, they, if, they, if they make it into Europe, that'll be a, that'll be an achievement. But right now, this Spurs team just looking like 
there is nothing there's, there is nothing really that that, yeah. that bringing you any motivation no, to, it, to it's this true. team it, it really is true though um like you said we're gonna try and um pivot I, no i feel like that's how i'm thinking the prem that i wanted to say again though and i really can't remember but i was also gonna say that i think i said this on take on the previous show that i feel like aston villa is gonna struggle to be around relegations it's grealish leave and I still stand by that now. Right? Also, it's very fun to see Emi Martinez cry. Like, don't get me wrong, I really like the player, but he can be a real douche when he already does. Every single interview, this man's like, wow, so I'm like, dog, get it. Like, you could move on with your life, you know, it's cool. That being said, gonna go across to La Liga. Oh, yeah, Classico happened. Look, I, I really wish we could sit down here and be like, oh my God, it was El Classico, bro. Be excited. But, like, dog, it was already bad when Ronaldo left. What's his best left? It's like, yeah, yeah, you know? The game kind of went like how I expected in the sense that the result was what it, it was, I thought it would be. I thought Real would have won. Um, your boy got his first goal for the club yep. very nicely. Um, Barca did have chances in the game, but it just didn't work out for him in the end. David Alaba scored a belter in this game. And Vazquez also scored what turned out to be new in it, given that Aguero got a goal very late in the game. That being said, Real Madrid... To me, is the title favorites in, in La Liga. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's talking about that, that classical that really was didn't really had had you know the hype on that really just died on. I feel like the only nostalgic moment was Alaba's goal because every, I mean everybody's a fan of Alaba, and to just see the the um that goal, I feel like that was, that was the bright. It thing. was a real good goal. That <laughs> game on that game on the sea was that goal, and up until what after the 80th minute, everything in between was just irrelevant. Dog, and you know what makes it hard for La Liga and these other leagues to stay relevant? Like, dog, they put this game on at 10.15 and the Liverpool United game was starting at half 11. Like, people were following it as, like, a kind of pastime. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, we just, we waited for the other game to start, dog. Dog, and the thing is, we talk about two of the greatest clubs ever to exist, dog. And it's like, yeah, okay, okay. Um, But like I say, I think Real Madrid will go on to win the league. And I think that this is just one of those results that are going to make it very important. I think Ronald Koeman needs to go. If Barca wants to really experience any kind of success. And for the life of me, for like the 559th time, I still don't get where all the hype behind Eric Garcia come from. But today, I don't know why. I blame Pep. That is what it is, isn't it? I blame Pep, dog. I blame Pep for Barca losing today. If Pep didn't hype up the man so much, he wouldn't be at Barca right, right now, dog. Mm-hmm. He'd be at Real Valladolid or something, dog. Mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid drew two all with Real Sociedad. Alexander is got a goal and assist in the one Metropolitan. Somebody to keep an eye on. He's been very good. Uh, Luis Suarez got a brace to bring them from two down to two, um, back to two all. And for what is worth, Real Sociedad have been fighting at the top of the table uh, prior to this game. Um, they, I believe they were first uh, with the standings that it was before. And they still, right, and they still asked first given that the draw happened. Anything to say about that or just keep it moving? Uh, I, I, I'm not ready to say about that. I would say though, I was very much, not I wasn't say necessarily impressed, but I was happy with what I saw from Atletico Madrid in the midweek against Liverpool. They shot really good hard to come back from tunnel down. And I liked what I saw in the pairing between Griezmann and Jao Felix. So I, I, dog, I swear I just want Jao Felix to play football. Dog. I, I, like he's one of those players that you just want to see play football all the time. Yeah. Dog. And he was really good any day. It was real unfortunate that Griezmann got the red card. I understand why he got it. But you know, those are the kind of ones where you just kind of wish it just didn't happen. I really feel it took the sting of the game. But yeah. Sevilla won 5-3, which means that the title race is as Real Madrid and Sevilla both uh, 
in second and third, respectively. Real Sociedad is still in first. And Atletico Madrid are in fourth on 18 points. What should be noted is that Real Madrid, Sevilla, and Atletico are all on nine games. Real Sociedad are on 10. Moving across, um, apparently Bayern Munich already scored 61 goals on the um, Nagelsmann. Somehow I feel like that is a fake start. Because <laughs> I find it real hard to believe though, that um, they already scored that much under him. But they won 4 0 this weekend. Very much standard. Uh, Jude Bellingham, though. Did you see the goal he scored? Nah, I, I, I didn't see that. I just uh, heard he. No, he literally like dribbled, dribbled around like three men and then chipped the keeper dog, from very mm. close by. Dog. Brilliant stuff from him. Um, Mark Van Bommel got sacked from Wolfsburg. Uh, they won a little losing run of form, and apparently, normal clubs decide this fire men after they're not doing well after like four or five games. Other men still have the same man in the walk three years now. But I mean, you know, as long as Arsenal doing good, I, I don't want content. Um, that I really wish, though, I say this every weekend, though, but I really wish that we would have sit down and talk about the Bundesliga and actually, like, yeah, it's Bundesliga, bro. Probably when the classical come around, we might talk about it better mm-hmm. then. AC Milan had a very entertaining game as we go across into the Serie Um They won 4 goals to 2. They went 2 0 up to a Rafael goal and a Calabria goal. That kind of came against the runner play. Bologna got a red card. They get two red cards in that game? No, it's just one. It was two. No, not two. It was two, two. red cards. Yeah, they get two red cards in that game. Uh, and. I literally watched the game, though. I'm trying to remember who scored the third goal. Who scored the third goal for Virgil? Oh, for, 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 um, for Milan? Yeah. Third goal was scored by... Um, no, it was Benazer. And then Ibra Pala glitz on the scoreline afterwards. Um, but it means that, that they are now joint top of, of the Serie A. Yeah, given yeah. that Napoli also drew their game. It is really entertaining title race that we have shaping up here, though. Yeah, for real. I, and, and, you know, from, from that game, you know, I feel like they say that was the first own goal that Zlatan has scored in his career. But, you know, only in Zlatan fashion, he could score own goal and then, and then score you know, an amazing goal like a that. A really nice goal, yeah. But as I say, yeah, I feel like, yeah, the title race shaping up nice because I feel like I know for a fact if I had to, if I had to count on one man, it had to be Jose. Yeah, and when Jose managed to get that to get that draw against Napoli, that just made things so much better for the Titans. <laughs> Look, to be fair, I think we try here, but you know we are small. Oh my God, now I remember what to talk about in the Premier League, though. But I really hope I remember it. I'll talk about it in the end. But Rafael Leao is having a brilliant season. I just want him man get his flowers. So he has been doing really well. He's been at AC Milan for about three seasons now, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's been kind of stop start at times. He's a consistent start on the left side now. And he is getting that end product, guys. He's been brilliant. Somebody to keep an eye on. Somebody else to keep an eye on. He thought he scored the winner today. He was offside. Is Victor Osiem. I was so sure that he was going to score the Now, when he scored, I really wasn't like paying attention. He was really clear offside. Eh? When he scored, I was like, dog, it's so hard to be him. He's had four opening goals already for this season, though. I has been a big part of so why Napoli uh, have been the title, the, four, the front runner, sorry, in the title race so far. They drew to Roma. It was a really intense game between the two of them because as soon as the Liverpool game finished, I switched across to this, then switched across to the inter UV game. But this is what we want. We want to the title race. We want st- starts and stops. What is good with Napoli though is that like um 
they have been under Spalletti. Is Spalletti right? Is there, is Napoli? Yes. Yeah, Napoli coaches Spalletti. Under Spalletti, they have been extremely defensively resilient. They've only conceded three goals in the league so far. They've managed to be able to keep a lot of chances out. I still just don't understand for the life of me how Victor, him and Victor, um, is Victor is he here? No. David Ospina is the keeper of our title chase inside. <laughs> I don't know how that has worked. But it worked in the big point. Big point for Roma in the sense he needs a comeback after that 6 1 mm-hmm. drop in midweek. Yep. But big point, bigger point for Milan in, in trying to get back top of the title race. Mm-hmm. It does. Other than that, Inter Milan uh, hosted UV. They went one allowed through a Zeko rebound after Chalanoglu shot. And then in the 89th minute, um, Dybala scored a penalty after coming off the bench. And it was a kind of end to end game at times. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like you still don't feel like if UV found that gear yet to score a lot in games. Uh, we saw it when they beat you when they beat Roma last week that it was just one goal. When they beat um Chelsea, it was also one goal. Um, it looks that they still are struggling to find that part of them that could score on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And for them to get back in the top four to at least finish the season in the top four, it's gonna be very difficult for them unless they start to find that group again. Now it's not for a lack of talented players. They have Dybala, they have Morata, they have Kiesa, they have Kulusevski. But they need to find that gear again. And I think they kind of just missed it at that point in time. That being said, Napoli and Milan are both joined on top of the table. Uh, both on 25 points. Inter behind them on 18. So there's already a bit of a gap form. And behind them is Roma. Um, yeah, anything you say? What do you say, Ryan? Oh, no. Because your internet utter is artist. I feel like from, from all the, from all the um, seeing the table shaping up, right now just it looks like you know it will come down to... Napoli and Milan, but again, I feel like from just seeing Inter, I feel, I feel like that game should be next week though. I they feel can't I, be how we wait till December yeah, though. Yeah, I, 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 and I feel, I feel like, I feel like for some reason I can't count Inter out there. But I feel like when they, if you doing way for Inter really to get back into the position that they want to be in because you know they have their title, they want to be, they want to challenge for it. You need to expect, you have to expect Milan and Napoli to slip up. And it really not looking like that because if you look at it, on the Milan on the Milan side, Milan could Milan could have slipped up at least twice now. Yeah. And they still managed to pull a comeback. Yeah. Luck really on the side. Yeah. And when you look at Napoli, even when things not going away, Napoli they have the quality up front that could just dig out a win. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, all I right now is on the response of Inter and response of UV. Because as you mentioned with, with UV, I yeah, I felt like it's unspoken but it always felt that they have the quality there. They have the manager, a good manager that came back in, who has a plan, who has tactics, but they're just missing something. I feel like I feel like they not they not that far away from getting back to being a very dangerous team. They just for some reason they just lack it in the goal department. They're not really looking at strutting up front. Because yeah. you have Kiza, and we know for a fact Kiza is kind of like the star man in that team. Yeah. But just, I feel like they just need they're just missing something. And I feel like honestly. I feel like he should just give up this 40 back thing and go straight to 3 5 that's three, what that's three, what he that's what he used to do and that's the thing like he, he knows that right and i think like this team is very much built for that mm-hmm. like you don't want bonucci and Kilini to be like running covering the distance of just two center back mm-hmm. you can bring the lids into that or even use danilo split it up to our back three quadrado is fantastic going both ways though let him be our wing back same thing for alexandre next side you have great transition midfields midfielders between Benacer, 
if you ever decide to have a use Ramsey ever again, you have Arta, who's a great pivot and being a deep playmaker and whatnot. You have Locatelli, who's also very good going box to box as well. And that way, um, I think there's a chance to use a lot of players' strengths like this Quadrado Creighton from wide and push the attackers a little further forward. Push Dybala, push Kiesa, push Morata a bit closer together, all more closer towards the mm-hmm. boxer. But, like, you know, we're saying all this Dybala only just came back from injury. So, and Morata, I think this was only his second start since back from injury as well. You never know what might, we might see in the future. Going across to the Liga, I'm going to try and not necessarily go long, but like there's a lot of interesting stuff that happened. First of all, Leon were beaten, OJC needs 2 0. Then, um, Galtier, I really hope I pronounced this man's right, name right, made three subs, two of which came on and scored as they came back from three to a long to win three two in the end. Um, it was a brilliant game. I think Galtier is one of the managers that people need to keep watching. I think he has done a great job at Lila. I say, I've been, said that before, and even this week when I was had my little frustration, someone about Arsenal, I think I was saying that Galtier is somebody I really wouldn't mind looking at uh, as, as a manager going forward, though. But a brilliant result for Gisinis. And as I said before, that they are in the race to make top four come next season. As well as Lens, which is the side that kind of popping off right now in second place, Manchester 4 1. And the most important thing was Marseille versus PSG. I would like to say that the best midfielder in the league, Matteo Guendouzi, had a really good game. And the best centre back in the league, William Sleeper, got my match playing against Messi Di Mirani and Man Mbappe. Deal with it. Seriously, though, he really did get my match And like, there's this clip circulated on social media where he made this brilliant last-ditch tackle run. Like, he went stride for stride with Mbappe, though, and then made this brilliant tackle on him, though, to deny him a 1v1. Hakimi also gets sent off in this game. But it's understandable because Saliba is clear. Imagine though next season we're going to have Saliba, Ben White, and Gabriel, though. We're about to be lit. Really about to be lit. The two things I was going to say before is a one... Uh, that start is actually very real. <laughs> but I mean, they have scored 61 goals right. in the first 14 games. So that is averaging just over, just under, just over uh, four goals a game per game, dog. That's ridiculous. That is unnecessary. I find that is very out of time. And uh, good thing we need right. the Champions League for that, though. Secondly, this guy and get Lil and C Dog. But I want to say this might even clip a down point on your TikTok. Certain men who have certain fetishes with their family, or they do all they want, right? But then men have the platform to go on talk about football that we just don't have. Because I ain't it, they're born in first world countries and be able to have a platform based on their football and they're going to talk about football. A certain Paul Scholes decided now that he wanted to jump up and be like how I think Chelsea have the worst center back, so the back four. I think. Maguire and these lot are clear of them. Bro, today those same center was considered more in the first half than Chelsea have considered the whole season, bro. Mm-hmm. You dog. I just saying this because what I want to say is I know that our opinions are top tier, even though they are. Not that we are always ahead of the curve, even though we are. Not that I think you should refer us and subscribe to us everywhere, even though you should. But I would like for these pundits. That these fan that these ex players decide they want to do when they can't get our coaching or anything else, dog. To actually sit down, remove your bias, and think before you talk, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, if you so want to talk that United send the box good and whatever, whatever, dog, I just beg they remove their bias. 
But you cannot tell me with your eyes you watch football and want to tell me that Thiago Silva is not levels clear than Maguire. You can't tell me that you watch Varane for these last two years and mm-hmm. tell me that he's on the same level with the serial winner. Win everywhere he has been. Still is elite at 36-year-old Thiago Silva. You can't watch football and tell me that you watch Christensen over this entire calendar year and tell me he has not been better than Harry Maguire, dog. Don't come with your bias and then want to go to these fan forums because it was in a fan forum. You talk to the fans and then oh, talk yeah. down to fans because you feel like you have this elitist position because you were so gifted without football and got opportunities other people didn't get, dog. Don't talk down to fans like that. Don't talk down to fans because you feel like you're in a position where you can't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Yeah, flick it. I put it on the TikTok, dog. That's it, guys. Anything else to say about you? I don't know. I feel like everything that you you, you say there, I feel like that's some that's on top. I feel like people is on a mistake. We're on a mistake. You know, the fact that you played football and you feel like, okay, just because you played football, you have a much better knowledge than people who actually study and actually do it. If, if you, it all yeah. comes down to having a, having a love for it, it have, yeah. it have a lot of people who, who didn't necessarily play for yeah. no big team. But the fact that they end up talking about football because they know about the sport. Nobody, yeah. no, nobody yeah, talks about fo- nobody talks about football has never played football before. Yeah. And you will understand from just things you watch. And I thought many times, I just say that many times in, in short life, I used to sit on and I used to, I used to hear xyz is 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 clears whoever and so and so and this man was the best and it is best and, and i would just sit down and be like dog and i tell you this is why like i just be this way towards like every, like united supporters and everything dog is that i hear the way that gary neville and him just talk and it sounds so elitist it sounds like mm-hmm. so oh what's it what i'm looking for though entitled in the way that they talk, in the way that they try and talk about United and that kind of way, dog. So you are not owed anything in football. Football has never been about what you deserve, it's about what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you had 20 years of success. Dog, and worse yet, when he talk, when they talk about Arsenal, dog, and I generally feel it's because, like, when Wenger went through that period of success and they was running them over, and I feel them brothers was hurt, dog. I really feel so, dog. They will still tell you that Arsenal have a soft stomach today. And I, I will tell and that it have real, dog, Patrice Ever, I remember up to last, like, he went and said how Arsenal is soft and they still just try to play dainty football and whatever. I was like, oh, brother, you ever, you watch Arsenal recently? We don't do that anymore. In fact, Arsenal are a better defensive team than we are offensively. That is not just something I'm saying. It's not just that my eyes see it, even though your eyes clearly need fixing. It's because if you watch all these stats, if you watch games, if you compare them to other teams in the league, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. But they're so stuck in what they're thinking and because they have these platforms, they're going to say what they want to and rant. It's always been nice with Jill. It's always nice for both of the teams yeah. to win, dog. At first, I thought, dog, before Mario score, I was planning to come up here and be like, only big teams win 3 1, but then Mario had to ruin it, dog. <laughs> but we're here, we live, and we move. I hope everybody has a great week, guys. You know, we always love and support having you guys here. Um, I said this before, if you haven't done it before, go and subscribe to the YouTube. And if you have not, if you have already done that, if you can please unsubscribe and subscribe back. Apparently, we had some setting that was messing. We're giving people notifications. We just like for you guys to fix that. We are also going to start a little open box on our website, which I need to update. I haven't done in a while. Where if you have suggestions for us for content, you guys can send it there. We fully credit you for it. Even me, even bring you guys on it, though. That is mm-hmm. not a problem at all. Uh, yeah, catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy, guys. Later. <laughs>